And to everyone, I invite you to open your Bibles to 2 Timothy, Paul's second letter to his apprentice, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3. And our theme for today is equipped for your mission. Over the past month, we have focused on God's relentless pursuit how God desires to be in relationship with us, and He'll do whatever it takes to draw us to Himself. God doesn't coerce us. He doesn't force us. He doesn't go against our free will. But God longs and desires for us to be in relationship with Him, and He extends that invitation to all. Once we do make that choice and say yes to Jesus by faith, when we lay everything at the foot of the cross, we need to do our part in staying close to the Lord. Scripture says, draw near to the Lord and He will draw near to you. So, we have a part in all of this in regards to our intimacy with Christ. Last week, I emphasized the importance of of prayer, being in conversation with God, taking that time to, to talk with God and listen to what He is saying to us. We can never take prayer for granted. That is such a vital tool in our relationship with Jesus. Today, I want to emphasize the importance of Scripture how vitally important that is in our relationship with God, and specifically how Scripture equips us for the mission that God has. You will note in my sermon title, I use the word your. Equipped for your mission. And I believe every Man of God and every woman of God is given a mission. And it doesn't matter if you're 12 or 20 or 50 or 70 or 95. You have a mission. You have a purpose. You are here for such a time as this. And God has put you in a place of influence to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has placed you in your family. He has placed you in your community. He has placed you at a business, at a school, at a service industry, in a factory, in a garage, God has placed you uniquely for you to be on mission for Him. You can demonstrate that life that's been radically transformed by the Spirit of God. You can be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus, and you can speak God's grace and God's truth in this broken world. 
In our text for today, Paul is writing to his apprentice, Timothy. He is giving Timothy encouragement to, to shepherd God's people, to not be timid, to not be fearful, but to lead with, with confidence, to lead with godliness, to be very aware that, that hard times will show up, yet knowing God's Spirit is with him. And that there is this great importance of clinging to the Holy Scriptures because it's the Word of God that equips us to fulfill the mission of God. I believe in all my heart that Scripture equips us for our mission. It teaches us, it corrects us, it trains us, it sharpens our mind, it softens our heart, it shapes our character, it clarifies our vision, and the Word of God motivates us to be about God's mission. Now, sadly, we live in a day when the Bible is not viewed highly. Scripture is not viewed as the inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. It's often viewed as a, a book of stories. Some of the stories may be true. Others of them are not true. Scripture is viewed today as an archaic document dusty old religious writings. It's also viewed today as very, very intolerant and exclusive. In fact, we're living in a day when people are changing the Bible to fit their own beliefs. I mean, it needs to be the other way around. The Word of God needs to define and guide our belief system. Another way of looking at it is this. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Is God and His Word in charge? Or are you? You and your beliefs, your truth. I'm going to show a, a short video uh, titled The Me Version Bible. You may have seen it. It's from John Christ. He's a Christian comedian, and I very much love his humor. And this particular video uh, certainly has that, that dose of humor to it, but underlying this video is a lot of truth. A lot of truth in that we as modern-day people, we are trying to make the Bible fit us, fit our beliefs, instead of letting the Word of God shape our beliefs. Let's go ahead and watch it. Tired of the Bible not meeting your needs? Want the Scripture to better revolve around your lifestyle? Well, you've heard of the YouVersion Bible app, introducing the Me Version. Feel free to read the Bible without having to feel convicted. My favorite verse in the Me Version Bible is Matthew 7, 1. Thou shalt not judge. 
unless they voted for a different political candidate. Other favorites include Therefore, if a brother has sinned against you, post about it on the internet. And ye are without sin, so cast all the stones you want. Thanks, me version. This is great. Don't like something? Change it yourself. Me version is the world's first editable Bible. All your favorite verses just updated to reflect modern life. Like, give us this day our daily gluten-free bread, and I will deliver you into the land flowing with almond milk and ethnically harvested honey. Finally, a Bible that justifies my lifestyle, not the other way around. Most read passages include, before you check the speck in your brother's eye, remember that you do not have a plank in your own eye. And forgive us our trespasses as we literally never forgive anyone who trespasses against us. Tired of feeling guilt? Enter areas that you struggle and we'll remove those verses completely. The Bible says all scripture is God-breathed and useful. And useful for taking out of context to justify your actions. Thanks, me version. I wish I would have known about this sooner. The Me Version Bible app turned the truth into your truth. Available now in the App Store and Google Play. Tired of the Bible? Again, a lot of humor in that video, but at the same time, that question, that question, who is in charge? Is God in God's eternal word in charge? Or are we in charge? Let's take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 17, as the Apostle Paul is going to answer this very question. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be, may be complete, equipped for every good work. I heard a lot of uh, good sermons as a kid growing up in my church in Bern. I don't remember many of them, but I do remember uh, my pastor's sermon from 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. I still remember his outline. My pastor said, that from these verses, we know the Word of God to tell us, first of all, what is right, second of all, what is not right, thirdly, how to get right, and fourthly, how to stay right. 
Again, all Scripture is useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Again, we need to allow God and His Word to change us, to shape our beliefs, to be the guide for our attitude, our actions. We cannot take the Bible, cut out the parts we don't like, and make it fit our belief system. As I mentioned earlier, I want to focus on how Scripture equips us for the mission. Again, that's at the end of this text, verse 17. The man of God, the woman of God is equipped for every good work. Again, every one of us has a mission from God, and Scripture equips us for doing that mission. Let me give you five reasons why Scripture is so important in equipping us. First of all, Scripture equips us to understand the chaos of the last days. We see this in verses 1 through 9 of chapter 3. I didn't take time to read it, but if we would go through that, it is a list of attitudes and actions which will be prevalent in the days leading up to the return of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you those days are going to be unlike anything we have ever seen. Evil and sin and corruption will be rampant. Chaos and confusion will be absolutely everywhere. And I'm here to tell you, people will be looking for answers. I'm saying everybody will be looking for answers, but there will be people absolutely, desperately searching for answers to know what is going on, why is this going on, looking for, for meaning and purpose in life, people looking for hope. And Scripture equips us to understand the last days and to be able to provide answers. We can give the reasons for meaning and purpose. We can point people to Jesus, the one who is our living hope. So it's important that as Christians, we are in the Word, we're reading the Word, studying the Word, praying the Word. We need to not shy away from the book of Revelation. We need to know the signs pointing to the return of Christ. We need to know what Scripture says about Israel, God's chosen people. We don't need to live in fear. 
even though chaos may be all around us. We have the answers in the Word of God. And we can live with that incredible promise and expectation, assurance that Jesus is returning for his bride, the church. Secondly, Scripture equips us to face persecution and hardship. We see this in verses 10 through 12. Paul even mentions some of the places where he endured great hardship, Antioch, Iconium, Lystra. It's just a sampling of the places the Apostle Paul suffered. And Paul isn't the only one in Scripture who faced hard times. So did Moses. So did Nehemiah. So did Esther. So did Ruth. So did Daniel, the disciples. In fact, believers from every generation and every geographical location have experienced hardship. And many have experienced persecution because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And over the centuries, there have been brothers and sisters who have literally lost their lives because of their faith. Jesus warned us it would be this way. It shouldn't be of any surprise. Jesus said, just as the world hated and rejected me, so the world will hate and reject you. But Scripture equips us to face hardship. Scripture gives us that foundation that we know God is real. We know the Holy Spirit lives within us. We know there is a hope and a promise of eternity in heaven. Scripture brings maturity so that we can focus on Christ and not the circumstances around us. Scripture equips us to be strong and steadfast and to not walk in fear. Scripture equips us to face the difficult times, especially as we are on mission for Jesus. And if, you, if we think it's hard now, I can assure you it's not going to get any easier. It's even going to get more difficult. But we have the Spirit of God within us, and we have the Word of God equipping us. Number three, Scripture equips us to recognize deception. And we see this in verse 13. While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. We know the world is filled with a great deal of deception, and we know who's behind it. He's our enemy. His name is Satan. 
And Satan is a master counterfeiter. Satan doesn't present himself in a, in a sinister way. He doesn't show up with, with horns on his head and a pitchfork in his hand. No, he presents himself as an angel of light. He masquerades this way. He puts on the costume of looking good and pure and full of light. But he's not. When Satan presents himself, he uses his silver tongue. He talks in a way that's very smooth, very convincing, talks in ways that sound very spiritual. When Satan presents himself, he makes sin look fun. He makes rebellion look cool. He makes marriage look outdated. He makes abortion look compassionate. He makes male and female gender look confusing instead of complimentary. He makes porn look harmless. He makes gossip look informative. He makes the church look exclusive. Scripture is going to equip us to recognize Satan's deception. And Scripture gives us a standard for truth. Again, Satan is a master counterfeiter, so he's going to make it look very, very real. He's going to make it look almost true. And this is why we desperately need the Word of God because the Word of God is that standard. It is the truth. God's Word is inspired, inerrant, infallible. Scripture is the tape measure. It is the scale. And every belief, every attitude, every action must be held up to the standard. This book, the Holy Scripture, it never changes. The words are eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never, never pass away. Again, we're in for a lot of deception ahead. So as brothers and sisters in Christ, allow God's Word to equip you Know God's truth. Fourthly, Scripture equips you to be confident in your faith. And we see this in verses 14 through 15. Paul is encouraging Timothy that his mother and his grandmother had an incredible spiritual influence on his life, that they were the key ones who laid that, that foundation of belief regarding who God is, who Jesus is. (laughs) 
Timothy could be confident because of what he had learned, because of what he believed. The same is true with you and me. Scripture equips us to be confident. It doesn't equip us to be arrogant, prideful, but it gives us a confidence that comes from God Himself. Lastly, number five, Scripture equips you to be on mission and live out the gospel in your place of influence. Again, we see that in verses 16 through 17. And as I said earlier, God has a a unique place for each one of you. No two people are the same. No two personalities are the same. No two giftings are the same. And so God has you uniquely placed in your sphere of influence. He has you exactly where He wants you. He has you in the family that He wants you in. He has you in the community that He wants you in. He has you in the workplace where He wants you. He has you there. It is Mother's Day, and so I want to just speak directly to the moms, to the moms and the grandmothers here this morning. I just want to say that you have been given a position of influence by God. You have the privilege of developing and training the next generation of Christ followers. Now, the difficult thing is that you don't get to see instant results. Some of you have very, very young children, toddlers, preschoolers. Others of you have elementary age kids. Some of you have teenagers and young adults. Some of you, your kids are all raised and out of the home, and you now have grandchildren. Again, regardless of what stage of life you may be in, you always don't get to see instant results. It's not like planting a garden and seeing the sprout a week later. It's not like putting a hot pocket in the microwave and eating it two minutes later. As a mom and in your position of influence in raising the next generation, You are in it day in and day out, week in, week out, month after month, year after year after year. And I want you to know how important that position is.
Moms, what you are doing is incredibly important for the kingdom of God. God has given you this very high and noble calling. You are shaping the next generation of kingdom influencers. You've heard it before. It's been said, Christianity is always one generation away from extinction. And so moms, you are doing a great work. Also to the moms and the grandmothers, don't buy into the lies of the secular world. Don't get your worth and your value from the world. Listen to what God says to you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are here for such a time as this. You are raising up the next generation of Jesus' followers, followers who know what they believe, why they believe, who live in a spirit of humility, who fully depend on the power of God, who walk by faith, who are bold and courageous, who are equipped by the Word of God to be great men of God and women of God. Moms, that is your mission. And God's Spirit will give you everything you need to accomplish it. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this incredible blessing of being together as brothers and sisters. Thank you for each one who is here, and I thank you for the mission that you have called each one to. And I pray that we would be faithful in that, that we would be fervent and zealous for you, Jesus, and for your kingdom, and that we would be about leading others to you, pointing the lost to the living hope of the world. I do pray for the moms here this morning, each one in this room, each one viewing online. I pray and ask, Spirit of God, for grace and wisdom and peace. Give them strength. I pray for anyone here this morning who is grieving the loss of a mom in the past year. I pray your mercy and your comfort. I pray this morning for any woman of God who desires to be a mom and is waiting and who, like Hannah of old, aches deeply in her heart to hold a child. I pray and ask, Spirit of God, for you to grant favor, just as you did to Hannah. Grant favor to these dear ones. Again, God, 
We thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word, which truly does equip us for every good work. We thank you. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. May God bless each one of you. I love you all. Go in peace. Stay. I don't know why he made growing up, but I guess.